You don't need a rocket scientist to know I need you. See if you believe in some good weed could change the world someday. Believe me when I say wake and bake with you. Oh, 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 wake and bake with you. Ooh, I am the sign wake and bake with you. Mmm, mmm, wake and bake with you. Mmm, mmm, I've decided. I've decided to start the show, sweetheart. Let's get it popping, all right? I got a good feeling for the day. Come on. Woo! Good <laughs> <laughs> morning to my people over on Instagram. Good morning, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Hawaii and Ake with Tuesday and Thursday, 8 a.m. ish. Spark you a bow blunt, let's get high in this bitch. Hawaii and Ake with B. Oh, yeah. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode. I'm your coach or correspondent or analyst, whatever you want to say, Emmy nominated or no. You feel me? I'm BMO. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Um, I want to welcome you to Wake Up Big with Bimo. This is your chance to engage blackness from blackness through blackness to blackness by blackness because we are black. Before we even get started with another black moment, I want to say good morning to the melanin of my life. Okay, I'm about to say the melatonin. I'm about to say the good morning to the melanin of my life. Okay, the two tones to my skin tone. Wow. Good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. <laughs> you say good morning? Yes, good morning. <laughs> good morning. How you feeling this morning, sweetheart? I'm cool. How are you, sweetheart? Uh, I'm good. I've had some. Uh, I've had some interesting dreams. Okay, I've had some interesting dreams. Uh, but here we are. Uh, as always, want to give a shout out to the Washington and former bridge, wibridgedc.com or at wibridgedc or at wibridgedc on all social media websites. Make sure you stay up to date what's going on in the DMV through the Black perspective. Again, we always love to shout out to Washington and former 87% white listenership, but 100% Black focused. You feel me? It means it is possible. You feel me, sweetheart? As always, I want to shout out the new Blueprint newsletter. We got a new newsletter coming out very soon, okay? Uh, We're going to buy back Clarence Thomas. Make sure y'all check it out. BMOBrown.substack.com. Lady House is putting up the lower third right now. In case you are confused, put the five on it. If you don't got the five, that's all right. Just holler at me for the scholarship because it's really not that deep. Uh, Make sure we're saying good morning to the lady of the house, my people in the house. Good morning, Victoria. What up, truck? What up, Nick Trusif? Mac, good morning, big dog, huh? How's the season going, big dog? You doing all right down there, Fisk? We got some great things we want to talk about this morning, sweetheart. Um, I don't know why this came up in my situation. Oh, we got some great things we want to talk about this morning. Have some quick thoughts. 
Very first quick thought is I hate Blueface. I don't even want to go that far. <laughs> I hate him. Next topic. Uh, we <laughs> want to talk about October London. We have a theory. We want to do a, a BMO investigation right here live on Wake Up Bake with BMO. I want to talk about my complicated feelings for Deion Sanders. I have a theory about pli- private support. And then, of course, on last Thursday, was that Thursday when we called this? Tuesday. Last yeah. Tuesday, Meek Mill revealed. A solution to some of our internal problems and Diddy came back with an answer. Not a punch in the face, but an answer indeed. So we have some great things we're we'll going to talk about this, this morning. Sweetheart, mm-hmm. what should we talk about first? We got Diddy, October London. I already talked about how I hated Blueface, my complicated feelings for Deion Sanders, or private support. Uh, Maybe either Deion Sanders or Diddy. Okay, we'll, we'll start with we'll start with Deion Sanders because I don't have no sources for him. Um, you know what? I'll hold Deion till Thursday. Actually, we'll start we'll start till let's start with El Didris um, Combs. Okay, Didris Combs. We'll talk with Didris Combs. So on Tuesday, you and I we sat down here on Wake and Bake with Bemo and we discussed how if you want to pull up the Meek Mill joint just for just for show and tell, we discussed how Meek Mill offered up a solution of bringing immediate smoke to individuals who are stealing black intellectual property. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I, I, I summed it up that we should basically be running fades on individuals who are stealing intellectual property, mm-hmm. in which uh, we came up with a solution on the show that the first person we need to punch, other than Meek Mill himself, would be Diddy. Yeah. And then after punching Diddy in the face, we could go after all the other individuals who have been systemically stealing intellectual property from black bodies. Mm-hmm. And what do you know, sweetheart? Yesterday, you could put it up. Yesterday, your boy Didris Combs uh, did the semi-revolutionary thing of releasing his publishing. Was it publishing? Releasing the publishing yeah. of all bad boy artists, every bad boy artist who has been involved with the development of bad boy itself. He has uh, uh, released the publishing back to the original rights owners. <laughs> now, I, I, when I read the comments under this post, I had a lot of people saying, it's too little, too late. How come he didn't do this decades ago? But just before we get to tearing Diddy down some more, I just wanted to say, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, this is pretty cool to reassign the publishing rights of bad boy artists back to bad boy individuals which basically means that these individuals can publish their own songs and make money based on their own songs without interference from bad boy no splits you know what I mean no overages no recoups no funny money with the, with the, with the production title the song has been made is it too little too late maybe but who knows what Mace finna do with his song now? Mace on a hit show, you know what I mean? Mace is one half of a hit show, it is what it is. Who knows? Maybe he puts one of his bad boy records as the theme songs to Is What It Is, and now we have a renewed life of Mace's musical catalog. Mm-hmm. I find this very exciting. And the thing that Didris talks about often, I keep calling him by his formal name, because that's his real name, Didris. Uh. The thing that Diddy keeps uh, iterating as a talking point when it comes to this particular revolutionary move is that he hopes that this move puts pressure on other record labels to do the same. Mm-hmm. Looking at Def Jam, looking at Motown. Those are our black ones. But we're also looking at Interscope. We're looking at Sony. 
We're looking at Discovery. We're looking at all these major labels who have uh, uh, established a practice that they can steal intellectual property from black individuals and make a profit off of that joint. When Diddy has said, now I'm a billionaire, I've reversed it, maybe I can show you the new blueprint. Mm-hmm. What do you think, sweetheart? Do you think, do you think this will set, or do you think the other individuals in the music industry will continue to find ways to steal intellectual property from black folks? Mind you, we're going to talk about October London here in a second. So what do you think the move is? Do you think that uh, uh, Diddy reversing or reassigning the publishing for this old blueprinted music is the revolutionary step forward, or is it too late? It is a revolutionary step forward, but given everything that's going on with AI in the music industry and you know <laughs> you think it might be too late it, possibly it really depends on how the other execs you know what what their next moves are like if they say hmm maybe Diddy is setting the precedent for what we should be doing hmm. although I kind of doubt that because that means they'd be possibly losing money and you know <laughs> money yeah. is the motive money is the motive I'm trying to think Help me, sweetheart. Has there been in the history of business a black business that introduced a new blueprint to the enterprise class and the rest of the enterprise class caught on? Not a cultural thing, but like a true business move. The only things that popped into my head were like Black Wall Street and, you know, but I don't know if we did it first. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the people can help us out with some comments. Are there, are, has there been a black business that has set a business trend that other white businesses have followed? Or has it only been cultural markers that black folks set? Because I'm thinking like the, the, the first thing that came to my mind was Ebony and Essence. But the idea of a magazine I don't think belongs to black. Maybe the idea of a magazine catered to a particular cultural nuance but I wouldn't even know I wouldn't even I don't know I feel like they had uh, House at Home before they had Ebony Magazine you know what I mean yeah. I feel like they were selling advertisements, advertisements for particular business nuances before they did that for Essence so I'm trying to think has there ever been a revolutionary black business practice that other white people have caught on to especially if one especially a black business practice that decentralizes the monetary gains. Can you think of any? Mm. Hmm. Are there any black businesses that are setting black, that are setting business trends? I don't know. I can't think of one. So the to, to answer your question of will this really set the precedent? Will Diddy... Uh, reassigning the publishing back to bad boy artists really set a precedent for other musical um, for other music labels I don't know right I don't know that's a great that's a great thought uh, but in, in any case uh, before we even get to see what happens with that because I think we're going to have a follow up conversation with that when we talk about the October London things, thing here in a, in, in, in a second yeah. uh, I think it's interesting we can watch what's going on with Diddy I will officially nominate him for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Okay. Uh, but I'm putting him in the same category that I put Wallow and Deion Sanders mm. we got a comment from Drew you see, my, you see the category mm-hmm mm-hmm that means I'm watching you, nigga. Go ahead, Drew. What Drew, what Drew got to say? Um, 
I think it's definitely revolutionary. And only thing I can think of is Rihanna marketing to black and brown skin tones that made white people realize black people are an untapped niche that can be exploited. Is that a cultural marker or a business marker? Maybe yeah, it's, maybe attracting it's kind of both. nuanced demographics, but I don't feel like that's new. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm indeed, sweet odd. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> you know what? I feel like this is a great time. Let's go ahead and um let's 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 make an awkward transition into our next point which is this October London fella okay because the more we talk about Diddy reassigning publishing to old bad boy artists we're talking about total right now all respect to total mm-hmm. but we're talking about total right now when last time total had a song <laughs> We're talking about Mace right now. Mm. And I feel like the reason that Mace is relevant now isn't because of his music. Mace is relevant now because he is one half of a sports show. Yeah. We're talking about 112 right now. You see what I'm saying? Like, maybe the American businessman in me recognizes that the only way that you would freely give away something is if it has no more value to you. Or the value of that thing is so detrimental to your total profit that you would rather not have that thing anymore. Right. Right? So then part of me with Diddy reassigning these publishing things of these very old songs and these very old catalogs, part of me is proud, but the other part of me is like, okay, what are you doing? What's the what's the other half of this play here? Because if you're gonna sell if you're gonna reassign the publishing back to the artist instead of selling it to different publishers or two different individuals, if you wanna give it back to the people who which created it, why is that no longer valuable for you? Right. Could it be that something else is more valuable on the way? And then you and I, um, you and I have a small investigation. Let me just tell the people real quick what happened. Is that okay? So can I tell the people what happened? Yeah. Uh, on last Thursday was that last Thursday I think it was last Thursday mm-hmm. last Thursday I got in a very cheap rental car drove my ass to Owens Mills Maryland to do a premiere for HBCU week on MPT we'll talk about that on Thursday but the new series is out your boy is in it and yes I look great uh, I was driving back um, from Owens Mills in traffic and I was listening to the radio stations because with some of these cheap ass rental cars you don't got no aux cords you don't got no bluetooth so you gotta listen to the radio or listen to your phone in the cup holder so I was listening to the radio sweetheart and this song came on uh, and it sounded directly like a Marvin Gaye song yeah. To the point where I was I was a little confused because I was like, how have I not heard this Marvin Gaye song before? I am a Marvin expert at this point. Marvin's my father's favorite uh, musician, so that's all we used to listen to on road trips. I love Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. I know Marvin's Gaye, I know Marvin Gaye's voice in and out. Every texture, every tone, every uh, inclination to falsetto, every head voice, every chest voice, the low voice. I know he married that 15 year old. I know everything about Marvin Gaye. But then I heard the song, and I was like, this sound like Marvin Gaye, but this ain't 
This sounds so much like Marvin Gaye. I almost had to pull over and, and look up the song. I shazammed it, and a young man's name came up, and his name was October London. October London, who was currently signed to Death Row. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the connection between Death Row and, uh, 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 and Bad Boy, but I know that Snoop Dogg and Diddy, and I know they're at least in the same class. That's, that's all I can say. Yeah. They're in the same class. Um, I hear the song... I'm like, man, this sounds extremely like Marvin Gaye to the point that it's almost sound inauthentic. So I had to make sure I wasn't tripping, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually pulled up a BJ to Chicago kid because the last time I had this feeling, I heard BJ to Chicago kid and I was like, damn, he sound like Marvin Gaye, but he don't sound that much like Marvin Gaye. Play the first joint, sweetheart. Oh. Before we get too groovy, I just wanted you to hear the vocal pattern of BJ the Chicago Kid. Keep in mind, before I heard this October London dude, BJ Chicago Kid was the Marvin Gaye impersonator of our time, right? But you hear how BJ the Chicago Kid does not sound exactly like Marvin Gaye. There's a difference. I hear BJ. I don't know BJ's real name, but Brian Jones. Brian Jones, I hear you. I guess that's his name. I don't know. He has his own sound. Yeah. He has his own sound. It is of Marvin Gaye but it is not Marvin Gaye. I want to compare that to the song that I heard. Now it's going to take us about 45 seconds to get into it and we might get kicked off the internet for it, but I just want to I want to give it a chance, right? Go ahead and play the second joint we are. been looking at you all night a few of my musician friends to to check me to see if I was tripping because the voice that we hear at the beginning of the song is different than the singing voice that we hear once he begins to sing there's this talking voice and there's this singing voice and I'm used to individuals impersonating great musicians but the replication the amount of replication this young man has for Marvin Gaye's voice is uncanny Mm -hmm. to the point of disbelief. 
I do not believe that that is purely his voice. Right. And you want to know why I don't believe it's his voice? Play the third video, sweetheart. Play the third video. Okay, so that's what his voice sounds like. And this is not a this is not an attempt to shame October London. If anything, I'm a little impressed because that's what he sounds like in real life. And in actuality, what he sounds like is a lesser version of BJ the Chicago Kid. Right. Which BJ Chicago did is doing an homage to Marvin Gaye. But on the song that we heard, I have a sneaky suspicion that my man bought and used the Marvin Gaye AI voice app. Because mm-hmm. I just have a hard time believing that this young man who was just singing off key, no shade. Because it's hard to sing in front of people. Trust me, I know. This young man who was singing off key and a BJ the Chicago kid, um, who's my man who was singing off key in a BJ the Chicago kid manner, somehow transformed his voice to sound almost one to one to Marvin Gaye in the studio which means there had to be some type of manipulation. Now, I talked to my musician friends. My musician friends, Bimo said, Bimo, you tripping, it's not AI. Maybe he's just using some EQs. Maybe he's really studied the pattern. I'm like, okay, I, I hear you. Both of y'all are a musical genius. I disagree though. I feel like something extra has happened to make him sound like Marvin Gaye. But that's not the point I'm making here, sweetheart. The point I'm making here, especially in light of the thing that we just talked about Diddy, what's coming next? My old ass, uh, I remember when T-Pain, before cancellation happened, T-Pain got musically canceled for using autotune, for making his voice be the perfect instrument that he wanted to sound like. Do you and, remember the autotune is dead movement? Yeah, I do. I remember Jay-Z <laughs> led the autotune is dead movement. The death of autotune, which is still a great song, by the way. Mm-hmm. But autotune is dead. It never died. Right. But like, this is the thing they said to try to get people away from using that digitized voice so we could get back to real voices. Mm -hmm. So then I had a very old, old man thought, old man thought, what if this is the new auto tune? Yeah. What if we have come to a place in music that is so skill deprived that now we have to replicate voices of the past to make, to trick our brains into thinking we'll listen to good music again. Mm hmm. And what if individuals like Diddy know this already? Because this nigga signed the Snoop Dogg's label. Right. What if niggas like Diddy know this already? Know that instead of hoarding old music, what I really could do is I could give you your old music back as long as I got rights to your voice. I could sell your motherfucking voice app. I could sell your AI situation. You could sound like Mace. You could sound like Total. You could sound like Biggie. They can, you know what I'm saying? They could publish their own songs as much as they want to. But the new wave... What if the new wave is that you're filtering your voice through somebody else's voice? Mm-hmm. You would think in the midst of this conversation that maybe I'm coming for AI. Maybe I have an attitude with AI. I don't have an attitude with AI. We talked about this before. AI ain't nothing but the bootleg man, right? And the <laughs> bootleg man has been pivotal to the black experience. 
there's a reason why we can get away some of these tumultuous resources that block our way is because we got the bootleg man. We got a back way. I ain't got no problem with the bootleg man. You know who I got a problem with, Sweetheart? Who? You know who I got a problem with. You know who I got a problem with, Sweetheart? You know who I got a problem with. The problem is us. The problem is you and I. The problem is the immaturity of the musical ear. I was watching, there's a young man on uh, on YouTube, his name is Black Music Archive, and he, he suggested an argument. He says, and he broke it down to ours, that when they removed mandatory music and art classes from K through 12, when they made them optional, uh, I remember, I think in, in high school, it was completely optional for me to do anything music or art related. But they had my ass in all the AP classes, all the IB classes. I don't learn history. I don't learn how to fight. I know how to fight a war, damn near all this history I don't learn. But I don't know nothing, at least from a high school perspective, about art. Yeah. Right? So this young man, Black Music Archives on YouTube, basically estimated that every U.S. citizen is missing. Every U.S. citizen born after like 98 is missing about 2,000 hours worth of arts education. 2,000, it only takes 10,000 hours to be a master. Yeah. So 2,000 is one-fifth of that? Mm-hmm. You missing 20% of your artistic mastery, your introduction to artistic mastery, systemically through government design education systems. That means the government is paying for nuclear bombs but not color, paying for the color purple. <laughs> We have more money invested into drones than we have money invested into triangles. And this is why, this is why I have an attitude with us. It's not our problem, but it's a problem that is manifested with us. This is why I have a problem. The only reason that AI generated music or music that is uh, uh, um, that is filtered through AI voices, at least allegedly in this situation, the only reason these things can succeed is because we don't know what good music is right we lack taste and because we lack taste what will really happen very soon we saw it happen at the beginning of hip-hop when we said that uh uh we saw the digital hip-hop dude come through right we said oh man that's disrespectful to hip-hop okay you know what you know what the powers that be said they said okay we can't make pure digital characters we can try but these digital characters still have to be linked to human behavior. Mm -hmm. So instead of giving you an AI person, I'll give you an AI voice. Because you already love autotune. You've already forgotten what explorative music sounds like. You don't even know what real chord progression sounds like anymore. Therefore, if I just put this old ass, distant lover, what's going on, Marvin Gaye song in your face, it'll be a top hip in 20 days. And let me tell you something. The niggas over 40 love this song. <laughs> Why? Because they ain't heard a nigga like Marvin Gaye since. Nobody, nobody, I'm sorry. They haven't been exposed to the next Marvin Gaye. Not the nigga who sound like Marvin Gaye today. The nigga who did the same choices, made the same musical exploration, who had the same musical gall as Marvin Gaye in the past. We don't have that anymore. And why don't we have that anymore? Because our musical taste and lack thereof combined with the commercial success of replicating the past has led us to October London. We got Marvin Gaye songs, 
coming coming from a non-Marvin Gaye ass nigga. This nigga don't even look like Marvin Gaye. Play that video again. No sex appeal. <laughs> Play the second video again, sweetheart. <laughs> no sex appeal. You tell me if I'm wrong. This nigga sexy? Oh, baby. Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> you playing the video? Yeah. Is this nigga sexy? I've been looking at you all <laughs> he night. He look regular. He look regular as hell. Attitude. <laughs> I got an attitude. So yeah, um, in light of Diddy and in light of October London, I do feel like if you're giving away publishing rights to old songs, I feel like there's a more profitable strategy coming down the pipeline. And maybe this profitable strategy looks something like October London. We're getting the recycling of old voices through new characters to trick us into think that there has been an evolution in music. When in actuality, without even trying to start trying to be a hater right now, we are in a systemic chasm of artistic integrity and quality. Chasm. We are in trouble. When I was talking to one of my music friends, and maybe he's on here, I don't want to, I don't want to get out of his name, but he actually brought up a good point. He said to me, the music industry that I fell in love with, the music industry that I dreamed to be a part of, the Quincy Jones meritocracy, you better have skill. If October London walked into that boardroom and sang like Marvin Gaye, he'd be laughed out of the building. Mm-hmm. Boy, don't come in here sound like Marvin Gaye. We got Marvin Gaye already. If I want to hear Distant Lover, I'll play Distant Lover. But somehow, some way, Snoop Dogg and the good folks of, of Death Row Records have deemed this individual, October London, as the future of R&B, although he is a direct replicant of the past. The 40-plus crowd is loving it. This is a hit on WHUR. And it will remain so. Why? Because my people starving, bro. They starving of artistic genius. So instead of being fed new things because that is commercially unviable, let's just repeat the past. Which means in 20 years, music is going to suck even more. Damn. I can't believe my, my Quincy Jones meritocracy dream is gone, sweetheart. It's gone. Finding good music is almost like finding great visual art. You got to go to a place. You got to be in the know. You got to sit in a room full of pretentious people and act like you know everything better than each other because there's only 40 of y'all who are actually participating in this good music in this good music movement. And it makes me sad. And I sound old. And I'm scared that the new auto-tone will be AI voices and that they won't fucking tell us. We gonna hear... Uh, 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 10 Whitney Houston's in three weeks and ain't nobody gonna be able to say nothing They're just gonna be like man that sound like Whitney cause we've already been conditioned that these new sampled songs which are basically just remixes of the original song is how you make new music don't get me started I sound old now we got any comments <laughs> we got any comments sweetheart we got a lot but I wanna say something go ahead um, this ties into what I was telling you about that it's, it's like an AI generated artist that okay. was signed to Warner Music uh-huh. Um, it was created by using a real artist's voice and AI. So 
<laughs> they didn't give the the record deal to the real person. They gave it to a digital avatar, basically. So yeah, that's that's kind of the future. Which, which I don't <laughs> understand. I'm st- I'm still offended at the fact that we have not enslaved AI. Why does AI have a record deal? Exactly. <laughs> Old girls have a record deal, and she should be pimping out the AI. Right. Well, who's getting paid off of the AI? Oh, white boys. That's who it is. That's who it is. You got a good point there, sweetheart. We got a good point. To my people on Instagram, we are on YouTube with a better view, better vision. Come check us out. We got any, we got any comments? We got a lot of comments, you said? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Make sure I roll the blunt while we're getting the comments off. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Read the comments. We are. Drew says, I think Diddy realizes that the quality of your material determines long-term, long-time profits. Investing in your business is just like investing in your health. It's not about immediate profits. It's about long-term quality. He also says, AI and flyby artists are like junk food. It may sound or feel good immediately, but it's not sustainable in the long run. That shit don't even feel good, honestly. (laughs) It was unsettling the first time I heard that song. That joint is a hit. Yeah. It's a hit. Right. I mean, we can say that it's not going to stick, but it's sticking. Right. Um, Ernesto Valdez said, oh, I'm coming to YouTube. Come on over, brother. Drew also says investing in your business and making sure your employees and artists are happy and fulfilled lead to long-term success. Harvard Business School has been studying and promoting this model in recent years. Mm. Jarrell Bradley says it's copy and paste. He talking about Odoo voice? Yeah. Yeah, dog, that is, Jarrell, that's Dis and Lover, right? That's, it's the same core progression as Dis and Lover. I'm, I'm actually, uh, 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 so we were doing this investigation with my man on the phone the lady in the house was looking up stuff and she said that the Marvin the Marvin Gaye's sister made a comment. Yeah. And this is the same estate who was sold who was who has sued Ed Sharan Sharan for using the vocal the vocal cord patterns and Robin of, Thicke. Yeah, of Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. I'm so surprised that she wasn't like, wait a minute. Nigga. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Wait a minute. That's dog. his voice. <laughs> um, I need to see the session notes. I need to see something. Right. Drew says CEOs that look to maximize their personal profits by cutting corners and paychecks are bleeding out their businesses. Jarrell says definitely used AI to mimic Marvin and used his voice like mask. Right. Is that, you know, I only, I'm afraid to even say this out loud because I don't want people to get too excited about the song. Because you and I, because here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? Trained musician, Train musician, train musician, Jarrell. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost as instantly as I heard his talking voice to his singing voice. I was like, "That's not him, right? That's not him. That's not him." And and maybe I'm ignorant. This is why I had to call my music mastery friends because maybe I'm ignorant. I feel like it is impossible to naturally sound that much like Marvin Gaye. Even individual, even comedians who make fun, well, not make fun of, or who do parodies of other people's voices, you can still hear. Oh, that's not Denzel. <laughs> oh, that's not Jay Z. Mm-hmm. And to that point, um, the interview I was listening to, the the interview person asked him to sing a couple Marvin notes, and he did, and it sounded like Marvin, but not exactly like it does in the track. Like you could still hear his real voice. So mm. it's like, yeah, it was a difference. Mm. You got any more comments, Lisa? Yeah, Drew says, um, oh, sorry, Jarrell says, they're definitely selling off shit to prepare for something. There's discussions about copywriting the sound of one's voice. That's crazy. You think we have to get into that? Right. 
Drew says, studios have been using tech to alter voices for years. I remember seeing Chingy perform in person and his give me what you got for a pork chop line didn't hit the same. No. That's crazy. No. Which is, oh, this, so Drew, Drew brings up a good point, right? So I feel like there is a history of, of paying homage or even mimicking another artist so that you could be successful or get the rub from that artist, right? Yeah. There is a history of that. Um, but I feel like there's a, there's a line though. Right. Right? Because like there have been Marvin Gaye knockoffs. Mm-hmm. BJ Chicago Kid, Raphael Sadiq after he came out individually. There have been individuals who have been pulling from the Marvin Gaye technique and even if they tried 100% to be like Marvin Gaye, they didn't. Mm-hmm. And, well one, they had more artistic integrity to try to just, to try to just fully mimic another person. Right. And then secondly, their voice didn't sound that much like that individual. Exactly. Uh, Jarrell says big facts but it is copying one's essence using their likeness is a different level of just tech and software to change timbre of a person's voice exactly I'm with you I feel like there should be a legal copyright for your voice right I feel like my voice is as unique as my fingerprint that's your likeness right right there have been (laughs) sweetheart there have been times where commercials come on I'm like am I on this commercial (laughs) whose voice is this this is another nigga from Popeyes. That's all it is. Drew says, AI ain't the bootleg man. It's the hustle man that helps you achieve the same quality for a discount, like a shade tree mechanic. The bootleg man provides his own commentary during the movie. (laughs) 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 I wish I would get a bootleg DVD and a bootleg man talking about something now in this scene. (laughs) Boy. Um, All right, sweetheart. Let's do this. Uh, because we've, we've reached beyond halftime and we actually have something very important to do. We have something very important to do here, sweetheart. Today we have the Wake and Bake with BMO world premiere, 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 premiere of the newest Odd Mojo record. If y'all don't know who Odd Mojo is, I need y'all to go figure it out right now. Go to uh, Odd Mojo. Uh, on all social media platforms, on all video platforms, on all streaming platforms to get to know this young lady. She is a hip hop artist based out of the Washington DC area. She's been in this game for about six, seven years. I've had the privilege to know Mojo for all six of those seven years. We first met at a farm many years ago and it's been great to see her matriculation and, and maturity as an artist and grow into her visuals. Right now we're going to play a music video from her latest album, Something Odd Is Coming. It is produced by, produced, shot, directed by Awake and Bake with Bebo Knight, Kendall. Kendall, what's up, baby? Hey, Kendall. Uh, this is a uh, 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 shot produced, directed by Kendall. And Kendall says, although he was the director and uh, 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 um, videographer for Technicolor, he says that this video is his best work. Oh, wow. Best work. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to premiere to you Odd Mojo's latest song and video, Space, from Something Odd is coming. Check that out on social media platforms, and we'll be right back with more. Wake and bake with space, space, space. Be more, yeah. Hey, yo, bro. Yeah, wake up. Where's my magazine?
Okay, maybe we won't have the world premiere of iMojo's I Space Today. I don't know what. I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, because there's no drop frames. I don't know. You think something wrong in the download? Maybe. The CPU is 15% now, and it went up to like 53. Yeah, so maybe it's that. Okay, we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna try that again on Thursday. My God, that wow. was terrible. Here, try it again. Try maybe maybe turn it off and turn it back on. Try it again. Let's see, <laughs> let's see if we can get it working. Let's see what's going on. Hey, yo, bro. Yeah, wake up. Where's my packages? Uh, it's in the back. Bro, you do this every time. Oh shit, it was good, bro. It's so good to see you. Yeah, it's been a minute. I know. I think what I gotta do, I think the video right now is in 4K. I think I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta resize it down to a 1080, and then uh, try to do it again on Thursday. That's my bad, Mojo and Kendall. If y'all watching right now, we'll try again on Thursday. Uh, but we still need a music video. Micah, it's still you, baby. Tonche, uh, let's play Tonche, and we'll be right back with more. Wake and bake, we be mo shababa. My good folks on Instagram, this is where I live. Or should we be praising October London? Why? Okay, so just before we came back on, I started thinking about Curry's AI, right? Yeah. In which Curry's AI allows us to imagine 
black realities using the algorithmic building space. Um, and although those AI systems were not built by black people, he's still able to manipulate them so we could be included in that space. And so I started to think for a second, if October London is introducing a new tool that may lead us, I mean, although it is a replica of the past, it is still a replica of something that is good. Um, should we be praising him for his brave effort in using new tools, establishing a new blueprint per se? <sighs> or is this just, I don't, cause you know, in, in all things that I'm absolute on, I, I take a second to think about like, wait, why am, why am I so absolute on this situation? Is there a positive is there a net positive here that I'm overlooking based on my sonic preferences? But I think there's a difference between October London and Curry. What's the difference? Um, although Curry is using AI and technology that's, you know, already been created, it's still, he's still creating things that haven't necessarily been done before. October London is literally taking Marvin Gaye's voice. <laughs> like, so you're saying if October London had used Marvin's gay voice to rap over Amigos beat, that had been revolutionary. Maybe. Because we done heard Dis in Love already. Right. What we have not heard is Avalanche by Marvin Gaye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have not heard uh, I Just Want a Roly 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 with a Dab of Ranch <laughs> from Marvin Gaye. Hmm. Um. That's the thought. Oh well, we got like two two comments in reference to to that. Go ahead. Oh no! Hold on. Uh oh, the lady of the house has left the the laptop charger in the room. Hopefully, she can make it back before the show just cuts off. Will the lady of the house make it back to the couch? <laughs> lady of the house bent over right now, y'all. <laughs> 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 We got some what's the comments before um, we get to our blunt manifestations. Drew says, You're right, we don't know what real music what real music is. AI will just make cheaper imitations of bad music that will get lesser in quality with each generation. That's how AI works. Mm -hmm. And Jarrell says the fall of many of modern of many modern civilizations is when the art is neglected. Oh. Right. Damn. Right. Hmm. What's the fall of America going to look like? Scary. <laughs> it's True. already happening. <laughs> True. Let's get to our blunt manifestations. Right. What were we talking about last week? Last week we had a... Uh, we still need to get the fuck up out of here. Yeah. You said health. I said health last week? Yeah. Mm. Today I want to manifest... I got to be careful because these things have been coming true. Mm -hmm. That's that's the whole idea, though. <laughs> oh, manif yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. We put a little action behind our manifestation and these things come true. Uh, me and Alex were talking yesterday and um, Alex has a great idea for doing another podcast and I had the over-the-shoulder podcast and honestly, that's one of the most fun times I've had while 
podcasting as being in that group of three people and not having the entire production or script being focused directly on me. I could just jump in and jump out off, off a circle of things. So I want to manifest some success in our external podcast adventures. Um, I put together my audio reel for radio shows, but I never send it to nobody. So I still want to manifest having some type of radio show. I love Wake and Bake with BMO. I think I could do this as long as the internet is a thing, but to expand beyond just this internet ways, I would like to get into the real waves, which are AM, FM, audio waves. So my blunt manifestation would be a continuation of something before, which is success in our and our audio adventures, including another radio show. What's your manifesting, sweetheart? Mm, that was a good. One. Hmm. Cause the new blueprint radio show would be fun. Yeah. We could take callers. We could have guests. We could play October London and play him. You know what I mean? We could play him and play him at the same time. Mm. What you guys be on? I'm going to go a little abstract and say peace. Like peace of mind, mm-hmm. you know? Um, hmm. Yeah. Mental clarity. Mental clarity. I like that. Mental clarity and a radio show. That's what we <laughs> had today. Here we go. Let's manifest. Uh, Drew says my blunt manifestation is to successfully pass my audition this Saturday for Amateur Night at the Apollo. Oh hey, shit! Okay, and you will. And you will. I hope we're not there at the same time. <laughs> Why? I'm gonna be at the Apollo the 14th through the 16th. Well, we can be there at the same time. I support you. I support you whether you. you know what I'm saying if you do well, I support you. If the Sandman boo you off, I catch you. <laughs> Although you're bigger than me, but that's all right. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but. Drew is like six seven. I think you told me that. <laughs> this nigga is this nigga is big. Mm-hmm. Oh, we said this Saturday, so Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know if you'll be there. All right, bet. No, I'm with it. This Saturday? Yeah. Damn, we're going to New York next week. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I should try to lose some weight. Nah. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> All right. Nah. All right. There's one more thing that I want to talk about. And I didn't tell you before because that has something to do with one of your favorite people. Mine? Uh-huh. Okay. Pull up the, uh, I think it's called Private Support. Yeah. And read that tweet for me. Also, if you have blunt manifestations, Wake Your Bank will be one nice. I need y'all to put them in there as we spoken now. I'm not lit the blunt, but we can still make it happen. <laughs> uh... The mothers of Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, Eric Garner, Oscar Grant said Beyonce has done so much for their families behind the scenes and they are not willing to share those things in detail because she didn't do any of that for recognition. All right. (laughs) Sweetheart. What's up? I think this is an old blueprint. Really? Yeah. What? What specifically? So this morning, uh, as you saw me frantically looking for it in all of my papers, yeah. I was looking for the Boys and Girls Club formula for impact. Be my what? Right. Uh, if you don't know this, I uh, I started off p- 
post-college teaching. I was a terrible teacher, got fired several times for it. And then I went into after-school education, informal education, which is way better, which is way more of a fit for who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. The Boys and Girls Club has a formula in which you can measure impact on students. In school, you have tests, right? You got your state tests, you got your aptitude tests, you got your, what's it called? Your, what's the thing we had to take before? Your, your PSAT, you know what I mean? You remember that? Yeah. The PSAT, you had to do all these tests to figure out how the state could categorize you in different in different parts of the, of the brain and spectrum and all that type of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Informed education has that same system, but like, you're not finna take no test at the Boys and Girls Club. Right. I wish I wish Bohemus from my days at the Boys and Girls Club would give me a damn test. I look at that nigga like, are you crazy? I took a test in school. This is not why I'm here. Anyway, there is a formula that we can measure impact when it comes to the Boys and Girls Club, right? Uh, and though there are five key elements to that uh, to that uh, to that formula. One of those elements is recognition. Mm-hmm. That's the fifth element. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to go from the top of my head. I think it's a safe environment, fun, supportive relationships, opportunities, and then the fifth element for the formula of impact is recognition. If I'm not mistaken, that means in order in order to measure if a student is actually making progress in their social life, you can look at those five factors. You can look to see how well are they safe, how how much fun are they having. What type of supportive relationships are they involved in? What type of opportunities do they have? And are they being recognized? Mm -hmm. As a youth development person, I learned all these things before I was 26. So these things are stamped into my mind to how you change a populace. Now, we were talking about youth. I find these things to be very beneficial when it talks about old folks, too. In order to change, in order to see impact, you have to have a safe environment. Mm -hmm. Niggas got to be having fun, which means in old age means you got to be engaged. You got to have supportive relationships. You need opportunities and you got to be recognized. So that being said, sweetheart, I don't, I'm, let me put it this way because I feel like Diddy watched my video and I feel like Beyonce gonna watch my video too. Let me put it this way. I appreciate what Beyonce does in private for these individuals. Mm-hmm. Appreciate what, let me take that back. I appreciate what Beyonce does for these individuals. I'm not sure why it has to happen in private. I'm not sure why, I'm not sure why recognition or an, 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 uh, uh, running from recognition is a positive thing. I get the, I didn't do this for clout, but like how, Clout versus strategy. So if Beyonce is giving behind doors, if Beyonce is paying Trayvon, just as a big ass if, I have no idea. If Beyonce is paid Trayvon Martin's mother a certain amount of money, but that money comes yearly or that money comes quarterly, why is it a bad thing that we know how much money Beyonce is giving to Trayvon Martin's family? And to what dosage? And I'm speaking maybe on an aspirational side where it's like, I want to know also how could I support in that same way, even if it's not on the same scale, but like how could others, 
if Beyonce has had such an impact on Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown and Eric Gardner and, Arnest, and, and, and Oscar Grant and their families to the point that these individuals will sing her praises without telling us the details of what she did, aren't we, as a, as a strategist, I'm missing a step. Like, <laughs> I see the problem, I see the outcome, but I don't know the solution. Isn't that, is that, is the fear of cloud chasing bigger than the potential strategy given to the race? Hmm. Are we more afraid of what the haters would say rather than giving recognition and solutions to our strategists? Would it be worth the Twitter X uh, uh, outcry versus the strategy that we would give to the new blueprint newsletter this is why I think this is an old blueprint it is a very advanced old blueprint but I feel like this is why this is an old blueprint like why what is the benefit of shielding yourself from recognition when it comes to supporting people who look like us and who are in similar situations If I could, if I could talk to Beyonce, this is the second time I've had a conversation to Beyonce on here. But if I could talk to Beyonce, I'd be like, why not? Why not? You don't have to do it like, oh, here's a commercial. Well, but why not make your foundation's donations public? Just put in part of the annual report. The song that I was singing, "I Still Love You," was sang by a, it was a, a go, it was a go go edition sang by Pharrell. And the way that it's viral right now on the internet, you would have thought that joint was from like a week ago. That was from six years ago. <laughs> niggas are saying that to say that niggas are discovering cultural assets six years later. You put that shit in the annual report. You think the same niggas who would be giving you TikTok and Twitter outcry are going to find those in the same year? It would be six years from now before they figured out that you paid for uh, Miss Martin to go back to college. That's how you're supporting her. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Leon? Am I tripping? Is that? You make a valid point, but I also kind of feel like it potentially puts a target on these families' backs. Because they did lose their loved ones, you know, to racial <laughs> crimes. So, oh, are you saying? Are you saying that they could be retargeted? Yeah, possibly. Jesus. Like, think about um, what's that man's name? I almost forgot his name. Unfortunately, I didn't. George Zimmerman. Yeah. Um, how he had like all the races sending him hella money and donations. Yeah. Basically, and like he's protected. I think you know it could be a case of the opposite where they tried to now, correct me if I'm wrong sweetheart. Has, any, has there been any report of some of, of somebody trying to get George Zimmerman I don't know hmm. but like I said he's also protected so <laughs> okay I'm, okay I'm, I'm pulling for a Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week here Ben Crump is suing the CIA and FBI true Right? Oh man, on behalf of Malcolm X, like, whoo, that is deep. Yeah. That's deep. We got any comments, sweetheart? Because I think that's really all I got to. That's just a question that I have. Like, 
are we still at a point where the the damage of recognition outweighs the social strategy of recognition? Yeah, that's, that's a fair question, but I, I also feel like somebody like Beyonce, like she's Beyonce, everybody in the world knows her. Um, she's used to haters and dissenters, so. So you think it's protection of the family? I think so, yeah. Or, oh my God. What's up? Or is it also a thing like if we found out that Beyonce only, not only, even now, I'm just about to do it. If Beyonce gave Trayvon Martin's family $20,000 four years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, is that a thing where niggas be like, only 20,000? Right, right, right. That it would then seep to family members of the Martin family be like, yeah, Beyonce only gave us $20,000 for the death of our et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Not et cetera, et cetera, for the murder of Trayvon Martin. Excuse me, I ain't mean et cetera, et cetera, my man. Hmm. Oh, I got something spicy to say. What's up? Or is the fear or 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 <laughs> is the fear that the strategist will always also be on Beyonce's ass in terms of like why didn't she do more or or why did not even more like why didn't you do differently oh, okay why didn't you set up a foundation? Why didn't you put up a school? Why didn't you, or as, as Dr. Umar Johnson says all the time, why didn't you build a relevant black institution? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Would, mm, oh my God. I don't even want to go here, but these are the dark sides of, of blackness. Is donating, you could take down Beyonce now because I want to be, I want to take this away from Beyonce because I don't want to get attacked by the beehive, especially <laughs> one of them sitting in front of me. All right. Although she don't roar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you, if you donate to individual families without building systemic institutions are you just providing individualistic support is that truly community support I actually want to pull from oh man whose mom say this uh, remind me of the kid who got shot in Ohio playing with a toy gun outside Tamir Rice Tamir Rice Tamir Rice mama said and that's very interesting her name wasn't up here Right. To Tamir Rice mama says, keep my son's name out your mouth. Right. Don't talk when you talk about police brutality, don't use my son as an example. Keep my son's name out your mouth. And I respect both sides. I respect Trace I respect her name Tracy, right? Trayvon's mama? I keep wanting to say Tracy Martin, but I don't want to say that. Trayvon's mother, I keep thinking about her, which is very much like, remember my son, remember what they did to my son. I think about uh, uh, Tamir Rice's mama which is keep my son's name out your mouth mm-hmm. both exist right <laughs> meaning if both exist then that, then that if, okay keep your, nun, keep your son's name out your mouth that means they have to come up with a systemic solution then so there are no more of your sons right your son could just grow up and be mid like the rest of us you feel me mm-hmm. anyway we got comments we are yeah um we got some manifestations, but I'll get to those later. Okay. Um, 
Drew says, recognition can inadvertently invite a challenge. If people know these families got money, it can make them a bigger target for haters and criminals. Kendall says, I wonder if it could be to protect the families from people who would try to take the money from them. Echelon the Seeker says, folks going to start expecting X for going through whatever type of hardship. I like the free will model better. It at least gives the facade that is coming from a genuine place. That's that a good real. point. Yeah. Drew says, also it makes people ask, Beyonce helped you, why didn't she help me? Lots of people are suffering and one person can only do so much. That's true too. And then, See, that to me, that helps though. How so? Right, like if, because, okay, if I'm Beyonce and I release the annual report that I've done X, Y, and Z for so many people, I in that annual report, I also have to say like, I'm just Beyonce, y'all. True. Like I'm not even like not even to take it there. I'm not even the billionaire here. You see what I'm saying? My husband a billionaire. Now we a billionaire family, but like my individual wealth is different from my combined situation. Unless we talk about a Carter Foundation, that's different. I'm be I'm just Beyonce, y'all. And even if it was me and my husband, we just the Carters. It's just the two of us. Right. And that's where the strategy comes in. That's where you got to be able to roll out scaled support. Like, I'm Beyonce. I did this. Can you match me with, if you make it 50K, can you match me at this scale? Can you help me do this? Can you help us become this situation? That's to me where it's like, that to me is more beneficial. The strategy of, I was able to do this by myself. I think I can help us all do this if we all do it on our own scale versus I did it behind closed door. Nobody will ever know unless somebody else talks about it. Because there are, there are only so many Pell Grants. There's only so many scholarships. Right. There's only so many spots. You know what I mean? Niggas is used to that. I hear the safety though. I definitely hear the safety because that definitely makes you a target. I'm sitting here thinking if there are anybody, is there any black folks who have seriously attacked George Zimmerman and I can't think of any reports of such. I don't know if I could reply that same logic to the opposite side though. Right. I had a, I had a quick thought the other day that if reparations came tomorrow, I think we'd have to wash our fucking back. Absolutely. It would not be a moment of celebration across the. It would not be from sea to signing sea around there. Oh no! All us meet in Atlanta and look outward. <laughs> just in a giant circle. Just look outward. <laughs> we got more comments, sweetheart? Because uh, it's almost time. Akila says, LOL, everyone does not know Beyonce. Kendall says, if Zimmerman can be protected, though, so could Trayvon Martin's family. Echelon's talking to Akilah, says, you mean like in the world? And then Akilah says, well, that comes from a place of people really wanting to help and execute change. Folks are showing their hand right there. Mm. And then she says, yeah, talking to Echelon the Seeker. Everyone in the world does not know Beyonce. There are living, breathing, intellectual people who do not know Beyonce. That's crazy. Ain't true. Drew says if reparations drop tomorrow you better best believe they have a plan to get that money back ASAP right true <laughs> housing market gonna crash <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden your light bill $400 <laughs> streaming services don't stream no more all cable 
<laughs> you damn, you damn right, Drew. <laughs> if they all gave us four hundred million tomorrow, they have three hundred million by Thursday. What? <laughs> tax, no more tax breaks for the rich. <laughs> the Bahamas not hiding money. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, man. Well, it's gonna be so many rules that gonna change up. All right, sweetheart. You know what time it is, though. It's Tuesday. We've had a Paul Robeson Negro of the Week nominee. Who? Um, Diddy. Okay. Diddy. We'll see if he lasts, though. What's the What's the anti Paul Robeson Negro of the Week? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the worst nigga in the The Clarence Thomas n- Nigger of the Week? <laughs> that go to Blueface. <laughs> Fuck Blueface, man. Huh? Who? Oh, the Tory Lanez, Clarence Thomas, nigger of the week is Blueface. <laughs> Fuck Blueface, man. <laughs> Fuck this nigga Blueface, dog. Yo, for real, though. I hate Blueface. I hate, hate. Like, I, I, I invest the passion to not enjoy this individual. Fuck him. He is trash. The, the worst <laughs> of us. The worst of us. Mm. All right, so you know what time it is. It's time for the burning question. For the rose. Burning question. From you. <laughs> Me. <laughs> um. Okay, so back to the AI and music conversation. Okay. Okay. Do you think that there is a use for such technology, or even like masking your voice completely and either impersonating someone else or just having a different voice, like? Since I guess that's where we are already. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember Millie Vanilli. Yeah. And how they got ridiculed. And we ain't heard from Millie Vanilli since. We only, the last thing we heard from them culturally is that they weren't themselves. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the only time you see them in public now is when they talk about them not being themselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last relevant moment of Millie Vanilli's existence do I think here's what happens when you commercialize art and make it so in combination with how hard it is to have money in 2023 let me see the lightest Um, there are uh, artists who are trying to make a living from art mm-hmm. uh, and they have the right to do so but when the only things that are commercially acceptable are things that are replicated from other things that are successful not things that are new or explorative or maybe reminiscent of things from the past that weren't as successful as the things that we choose to replicate because uh, I don't think there's anything new under the sun 
But when we get to the point of where like replication of things that are already successful is the only means to create commerce, then of course, artificial intelligence is a beneficial tool to replicate those things. When I use ChatGPT, which is very seldomly, it's to do things that I do not want to use my human brain to do. My brain is too good to create certain outlines or formulations or bullshit SEO um, languages to have success on the internet. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing SEO language with my own brain. It makes no sense. Why would a human brain write something that's for computers to talk to other computers computers so they could relate to the computer <laughs> of our brain? It makes no sense. My brain is the most irrelevant thing there. I'm not doing it. But the moment that you start applying that to art, yeah, the makings of art, you won't get a Sistine Chapel. And I've seen, I haven't even been to Rome myself. I'm just watching niggas. There must be a flight package to Rome that came out recently. I'm watching <laughs> niggas going around. You seeing niggas in Rome too? <laughs> yeah. There must be a flight package. They must try to get the niggas to Rome or something because niggas have been in Rome. And I've been seeing niggas in the Sistine Chapel. And I see that chapel off of Instagram and I am Every time, it don't matter whose story it is, I'm looking at it. I'm like pausing and looking at it. It is incredible. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. But the only way we get a new one of those is not if a computer replicates that. We don't need the 17 chapel, right? You know what I mean? That's stupid. Mm -hmm. That's stupid. The only reason we, the only way we get new artists is if we continue to experience things and it's filtered through human experience, which includes flaws and mistakes and, and different methods and courage and, and, and encouragement, mm -hmm. empowerment. We have to break rules in order to create uh, 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 new visionary uh, dynasisms. I don't know. It is a, it's a tool if you want to make money. But what are we supposed to do with niggas with money? What does art got to do with money? Right. What you think? What was the question again? Well, that was well said. Uh, damn, what was the question? Oh, you do you think, think there's a use for it? Yeah. A use for AI? Yes. And yeah. I'll I'll go a step further. I'll go a step. I'll go a step. I'll go a step further. <laughs> said my man said the Seventeen Chapel. <laughs> yeah, no, I said Seventeenth. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I'm getting old, man. <laughs> uh, I'll take it a step further. When we develop the Black AI. <sighs> That's the answer to what if niggas is stupid. True. I was having this argument with Q. Q not here right now, but I was having this argument with Q, so I'm gonna continue it here. The reason why I love AI and feel like it should be further developed is because I feel like intelligence is a barrier. We have been so focused on gaining intelligence and figuring out how to learn and like systems of learning and what should be learned. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever thought about what happens after we've learned it. <laughs> 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 niggas have been so and by niggas I mean the entirety of humanity yeah. has been so focused on what to learn how to learn when to learn how to pay for learning <laughs> how to invest in learning processes and ideologies of education 
we don't really talk about what happens after. We don't really talk about application. This is what I'm saying. Like it. it <laughs> what if we? What if we need to apply revolutionary standards today? And niggas is stupid. We have AI. <laughs> okay, that's my favorite. My favorite part of the Matrix is when Neo was sitting in the chair and he get uploaded with all these lessons. And then at the end, he's like, "Oh, I know kung fu." Yeah. And then Morpheus is like, "Show me." That's that's what edu- That's what intellectualism should be. It should be as simple as, "I know revolution." And the second the second part is, "Show me," and then we do it. That's what it should be. But we are so caught up in. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) So if we have something else that we can trust that we built that can think for us, that can do the intellectualism for us so that we can focus on the beauty of the execution, nigga, that's art. (laughs) I don't trust this white man AI though. And not for the reasons that I think it's going to take over. I just think that on the very basics, on the very basics of what an AI is, AI is a collection of algorithms that are able to determine decisions independently. Algorithms are just systems of solutions based on databases. Databases that AI builds from is just the internet. Studies have shown that the internet is literally 90% white. White people and the color white. That is the internet. So AI is being built on databases that are 90% white. And we also know that algorithm bias, racial bias, isn't nigga coon porch monkey. It's I don't see blackness. Yeah. Not race neutral, race passive. I, I don't see blackness because it doesn't exist to me. Not I don't see blackness because they are of equitable standing. Whatever the fuck that means. That's why I don't trust this white man's AI. It ain't got nothing to do with this gonna turn into the Terminator. I, th- I, I still feel like we are years away from that. But uh, uh, the hand dryer at the movie theater still don't recognize my hands. That was yesterday. <laughs> okay, okay, that's, that's what I'm worried about. So yeah, we got any comments before we get about it as well? Um... Not in reference to that. Uh, Drew says, I barely know who Blueface is, and the only thing I know is he is apparently grossly abusive. And then Akila said, what Blueface do? It's what he didn't do. No. I can't empty. I gotta go to the store. And I think we on our last paper, too. Yes. We got some book manifestations. Oh, we got some blood manifestations? Okay, you with the blood manifestations as we smoke this roach. Um, where'd they go? Okay, Kendall said, I'm manifesting being sustained completely off filming. Oh. Oh, yeah. Are you meaning financially, emotionally, psychologically, intellectually uh, sustained, or are you just talking about paying the rent? Or mortgage. I know y'all niggas got money or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then Akila says... Um, oh, we're manifesting. I'm manifesting health, love, clear, and honest communication with my immediate family and community. Ooh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Clear communication. Mm-hmm. Am I too clear? 
You, you little, <laughs> what's, what's the word? <laughs> Is brash a good word? <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. I want to, I, I want to be soft. I want to be soft, but it just don't, my softness just manifests in a different way. My softness is very aggressive. I'm a firm mattress. You feel My me? My softness is very aggressive. It is. I'm a firm mattress. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Some people need soft mattresses. Pillow top. You know what I mean? Sleep number. Some niggas like a hard mattress. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just a hard mattress. And Kendall said all that. To yeah. being fulfilled? Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We'll be back. You know what I need? I, y'all got homework. I need some Paul Robeson Negro of the Week nominees, unless y'all wanted to be Diddy, <laughs> or controversially October London, or we'll do the opposite and give out the Clarence Thomas Tory Lanez Bitch Nigga of the Week <laughs> <laughs> to Blueface. Ooh wee! I think that might have to be a topic because y'all acting like y'all don't know what's going on. That's all right. I got you. <laughs> I got you covered. We'll leave you with Black Boy Joe. I can't believe this nigga. I'm really, I like, I'm really tight. 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 We're gonna leave y'all with Black Boy Joy. Hopefully that'll uh, cheer, uh, cheer my spirits up. We'll see y'all on Thursday. As always, you can catch the answer replay right here on YouTube on on X, I suppose Facebook. I see y'all. Uh, check out the 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 podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever you catch your podcast. We'll see y'all on Thursday for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Be on the lookout for the announcement for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Year banquet. All right, we're gonna have us a good time, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Don't let this feeling slip away. Oh, it's city, yeah. Happy feelings. Break a barrel in your mind. Don't be amazed. Find yourself. Learn your joys and pain. Live your voice and sing. The sounds of your heart. Don't you worry about a thing. And don't forget your lyrics. This is a reminder of joy. Every time you hear it. Just worry about this joy. Smile. You can wear it. Say just want you to share it. Let love lose. Don't fear it. Just that black boy joy. Black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain Let this black boy joy get you some game Black boy joy, get up again Black boy joy through all the pain Black boy joy, say it again where I was raised, black boys was being destroyed. I grew up a black boy, they I stole my joy. Nobody put on my neck, so I do it for Floyd. Do it for Tamir Rice and for the underemployed. For the ones that gave back, communicated, deployed. I wanna give you a rope so that you can abort. I wanna give you a hope so that you can avoid having to be a black man without no black boy joy. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. And black Black boy joy through all the pain. On, black boy joy, say it again. One Word. more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. For us, it's easier to go to jail than to go to college. Rather us be entertainers than be getting knowledge. They funded our own genocide. The word is power. Killing niggas in every song. I think it's coward. Easier to act tough when you and Dominic. 
because the world incriminates us. Cause we endowed. Are we afraid of our own kind? And it's really wild. I think they got us backwards, but I figured out it's easier to fit in than it is to stand out. So I'm black boy joy when I'm cruising around. And I'm black boy joy fresh hitting the town. And I'm black boy joy dancing, cleaning the house. And I'm black boy joy when I go for a hike. Been black boy joy since I was riding a bike. My son, black boy joy, and that's crazy to me. I was miserable growing up, I really hated it, G. But the world is much bigger than I was able to see. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. This black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy get up again. And black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. This black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy get up again. And black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy say it again. Smile.